This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. Ooh. So... If this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Creative Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. So, so you know that song, like, you gotta know when to hold them. Yeah. Know when to fold them. So he talks about, like, you, you have to know when to walk away and know when to run. But yeah. what, are you, what are you supposed to be running from? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but did you, like, really severely screw up or are you supposed like, or did you cheat? Like what? What? Why? Why you running, dog? I don't know who who uh, who did that song. Uh, it's an old country song, I think. Uh, uh, maybe it's like a maybe a Kenny Rogers, perhaps. I want to say be, that sounds about right. Could be Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. What would Kenny Rogers be running from? <sighs> a lot of things in life, I'm sure. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But you know what? He's not running from this episode of Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Oh snap! Oh snap! Indeed. Oh snap! <laughs> My name's Tanner, and of course, to my right, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Hey, everyone. Well, hello, hello, Stephen. Hi. How's How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. How's your How's your week been? It's been all right. Yeah. It's been all right. Really, really busy, but uh, I'm doing good. I'm I, doing good. I feel you there, dog. I feel you there. Yeah. Well, let, let's let's talk about some wrestling. You want to talk about some wrestling? That's not real wrestling. <laughs> this is wrestling. <laughs> Shout out to my South Park fans. There you go. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll start off today's episode with the ten count. Uh, you know, ten minutes of us just bantering back and forth about stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, the the big news of the week has been the um, the topsy turviness as far as the ratings and the um, uh, stock prices. And, you know, the stocks seem to be doing okay. They hit $100 for w- uh, WWE's, rather, stock specifically, hit $100 mm-hmm. this week. And then went all the way down to about $83. So they took a, 
a pretty bad hit after yeah. reaching some high highs. That's not a small hit either. You no. Know? And and then um I mean as far as uh, uh the the ratings go, the TV ratings have just kept crawling lower and lower and lower. Yeah. So uh I guess the big question here, Stephen, is uh you know, how do we fix this? Well, <sighs> So there's a lot of problems at play here, in my opinion, uh, going from, you know, just the, the scripting of all the talent, uh, lots of different things. My main thing here is that I feel like the WWE is really trying to sell their product to to people who don't really have a lot of money. And let me explain myself to children. Ah, okay. they're they're trying to market their their product to children. Yeah, and which that's all well and good because you get a lot of children behind it. You know, all these children want the the new uh, universal title belt, and, and yeah. they want the Rey Mysterio action figure, and, and they want all this stuff. But when you alienate a lot of the people who actually watch your product and have money, like yeah. adults that can spend money, yeah, uh, like you and I, like you and I. Uh, you end up putting yourself in a bad spot because, yeah, cool, you want a lot of kids to like your product, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't have jobs. They don't have money. True. They're not buying your pay-per-views. They're not buying your shirts. True. You know? So, well, and, and, I've, and I've heard the, the, the flip side of the argument being, you know, well, TV across the board is dying. You know, cable TV is dying, and Raw is still in the top five every week when it comes to overall ratings. And that's and there's something to be said for that. I right? mean, that, that is a good point to bring up for sure. Um, but at the same time, I mean, it's like, well, I, I hope so because USA is doling out a whole bunch of money to WWE, you know, in order to make sure that that happens. Right. Uh, and they do a pretty decent job at advertising it, and they, they've got uh, other shows like Total Divas mm. and Total Bellas mm. and Ms. and Mrs. Miz and Miz, Mrs. Miz and Mrs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, you know, it's all running back to the same product. Hey, go watch WWE. It's cool. Yeah. You know, but it's just like, uh, you know, when I go in to watch Raw every week, I'm I, I always feel away, just coming away, just a bit like, huh. Yeah. You know. Well. It- I, I completely agree with that. Um, one of the things I feel like with a lot of these, uh, like a lot of the feuds and a lot of the storylines that we're getting, they almost feel put there to sell things and, mm-hmm. and put there to sell shirts and, and all this other stuff. Not necessarily to put on a good show or mm-hmm. an exciting show, but enough just to keep you on the hook enough to buy Seth Rollins' next shirt or, or mm. Samoa Joe's next shirt. You know what I mean? Well, and, and I do dig buying the next shirts, especially when they Me go too. on, especially <laughs> when they go on sale. But I, I did a little bit of digging and there's a great website that y'all can visit. It's called Wrestlenomics. Mm. I think it's Wrestlenomics.com. They've got, uh, spreadsheets about all sorts of information pertaining to WWE's, uh, financials, mm. its revenue, profitability, its TV ratings, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Well, there's, cool. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that, um, that you can find out there. Um, one of the things that I've learned is that like things like, uh, obviously house show, house mm. shows are down, uh, overall attendance to events, especially like raw and SmackDown, those are way down and merchandise sales like those t-shirts and those belts. Those are also way, way down. Yeah. What, what's really helped keep WWE afloat 
here. And again, this is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is not our forte. We don't normally like digging into this part of uh, the business here. We like yeah. talking about what's actually on the shows. Um, but since this is a major problem, you know, right now, or at least this is what's been the talk of the week. I mean, I feel as though it's it's, it's good that we discuss it here. Past several weeks, honestly. Past several weeks. Yeah. Um, but but what's really kept them afloat are these. Uh, first off, these TV deals, the the USA deal, which was ginormous, mm. the Fox deal, which is going to be even bigger, considering that you're going to have uh, football basically, uh, you know, helping be the lead in, you know, in advertising for WWE when they go to Fox. Um, so you've got those two big TV deals, but also Saudi Arabia. You can see very clearly on, on WrestleNomics where the huge spikes are every quarter mm-hmm. for WWE's earnings, and that's that's those are that's where Saudi Arabia that, that where all that money comes from. Right. Um, uh, on a related note, here it was rumored that uh, I don't think we're going to have a backlash uh, pay per view this year. Like they're tr- they've bumped that, trying to move it around uh, because of the Saudi Arabia deal and they're trying to get the, those trips planned to Saudi Arabia this year. Interesting. Uh, they're also supposed to have an NXT San Jose show that's also uh, kind of been complicated hmm. right now because of the Saudi Arabia deal. Um, look, I mean, they're making great money uh, with this, but uh, gosh, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a pretty major expense. Yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, cool they're staying afloat with, with whatever... TV deals they have, merchandise, and, and obviously the Saudi Arabia money. But really, all of... With, with them having such a problem with revenue, the Saudi Arabia money is really just a symptom of a bigger problem. You know, they WWE can and has, in the past, generated more than enough revenue to keep all of their products afloat, and then some. True. True. We're seeing now the, the drop... In, in viewership and sales and everything like that, completely due to the fact of look at the current state of their biggest product, Raw. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, and I do think that, and this is the other side of the coin that I, I generally more agree with, and I think you do too. Mm. I, don't, I don't mean to speak for you by no, any no. means, but um, the writing... Uh, the 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 writing is just all over the place, and you you hire. I'm saying you, not you, the listeners, or you, Stephen. Right, right. But I'm saying Vince McMahon uh, changes the show even midway through Raw, yeah. right? Like, like you you have he he he's got so many things going on, and he's writing. He he has writers who write the show, and then he takes that, and then he rewrites the show. And then he's working with talent, and he's he's got he's got so much else going on, and then he's got XFL on top of that, and that's a whole nother distraction. Haven't heard of that in a while. Yeah, so I mean, it's I think XFL is supposed to be uh, next year or the year after twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. Yeah, it's like come on, like you know, you've got too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, or or I'm sorry, not even too many cooks in the kitchen. You you've got just one cook who's cooking all the food in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he's got not enough time to do it. So I mean, it's time that you have more people like uh, Paul Levesque, Triple H, mm. you know, uh, you know, and you know Stephanie to an extent, and and Shane to an extent as well. You need to have more people trying to do these things and be more hands on to help benefit the product more. Yeah, no, I 100 percent agree. I mean, uh, obviously we. We like Vince here, like as a person. We're not trying to like lay into him too hard, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But 
<laughs> you know, there it comes to a point where, um, you know, when you've been running a company for 20-something years and uh, or even longer than that, and, and you start to see these dips, these constant dips and that, it, that it's been dipping for a while, mm-hmm. you got to sit back and ask yourself, like, okay, maybe... Maybe what I'm bringing to the table is no longer fresh and, and is no longer what the audiences of today would like to see. And there's definitely nothing wrong with that, yeah. you know, but it, it, you really do have to take a step back and, and think, hey, it right. is my constant involvement in every aspect of this company really the best thing going forward? Right. Well, we, we asked that question a few weeks back. Hey, is, is Vince hip? Is he happening with the times? You know, uh, us answered no. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens next. You know, I mean, uh, one thing's for certain: the day that Vince steps away, right? It's, I mean, it, it may be good, it may be bad, it may be worse, mm-hmm. it may be indifferent, but it will be different. It will be different, and that, and that's really the main thing right here. I, I feel like we're just getting the same stagnant product product yeah you know i agree 100 percent. let's move on to more uplifting thing here steven yeah uh now that we've been counted out by the ref yeah uh, um tom caster (laughs) oh gosh well we'll definitely get to referee tom caster here (laughs) in just a moment uh well let's let's play some wordplay here steven let's do it uh so we had an interesting raw uh, where there were two triple threat matches to determine a number one contender for a, uh, for Seth Rollins' title. Right. Um, you know, we had AJ Styles, Rey Mysterio, and Samoa Joe in a triple threat, and then we also had Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre, and um, The Miz mm-hmm. in another triple threat match later on that evening. Uh, my question here is, the title scene post-Raw, again, for wordplay, this is our fill-in-the-blank game, mm-hmm. the title scene post-Raw is blank uh for me exciting uh I, I know we talked about this on the way over here uh i like tournaments a lot and even though this one is is a small one uh you know two triple threat matches and then a, and then a finals match it, it's really not that big of a tournament but mm. it, it does have the feel of a tournament and uh you know even though it's a short one we got to see you know samoa joe ray mysterio aj styles the Miz, we got to see all of them in action. Uh, the Miz finally coming over to to Raw, and uh, I thought the matches were decent. Uh, and I also just really like the whole, you know, everyone's gunning for the title. Let's put a bunch of people in the ring together, see who's the best out of them, and you'll get your shot. So I think it's really cool. Um, we'll have to wait and see going forward, but for now, I do like it. I think it's exciting. I'm going to say, yeah, the title scene post-Raw uh, is competitive. Yeah. Definitely competitive because, I mean, you you do have a lot of different guys who could potentially make a good challenge to uh, to Seth. Yeah. I mean, obviously, AJ is, is currently the number one contender and will face Seth at Money in the Bank, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray's an interesting choice. Samoa Joe's another interesting uh, uh, contender in that grouping as well. Yeah. Um, but I even like guys like Cesaro. Mm. You know, I think Cesaro, now that he's on Raw, and I th- I think that Sheamus is probably still on SmackDown. I'm I believe not, he is. Yeah. I'm not 100% on that. Mm. But if they did indeed break up the bar, I think that Cesaro really could stand out by having a singles run, uh, and especially... If you build them right, you could definitely have a shot to the title. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, uh, I'm not the biggest Cesaro fan, mm. but at the same time, take a look at where the title was 
even just a month ago. It was nowhere. Right. It wasn't on Raw. Right. You know? So, e- even just the fact that we have the title is on Raw every week now. Yeah. That 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 is huge. That's beneficial. Now, now even, <laughs> even if you do some, you know, like a stupid storyline with it, it's even better than what we were getting even a month ago. So, mm. you know, I... I'm picking the word exciting just because it, I'm glad that it's back on Raw where it should be, and, yeah. and we're finally starting to get some of these some of these tournaments, some of these top contender matches. Mm. So, really exciting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And there's like I said, there's a lot of them. I mean, I mean, even past, you know, uh, I this... personally would have liked to see uh, Seth Rollins versus The Miz. I think that would have been awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could always revisit that. Uh, the The Miz and Seth do have a history. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, even past uh, guys like the six guys that we talked about already and Cesaro. I mean, you've got guys like Ricochet, and then you've got uh, the new Robert Roode. Yeah, you know, new and improved, new and improved. <laughs> he's he's got that mustache and mm-hmm. looking like Joey Ryan's dad now. So yeah. that's that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see what uh, what shakes out. But uh, it is looking promising, at least again. We just want to see it written well yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I can I just say though, yeah. um, the the tournaments and everything, the actual matches themselves, and the way it was uh, played out, I really liked. However, the promo on Raw with uh, Triple H and Seth, yeah, and then like every like everyone, everyone and their mom just just came out. They cut the same promo. It was <laughs> one of the worst promos I've ever seen. It was yeah. so bad. Yes, yeah, everybody said. So the exa- this is what you were talking about about everyone gunning for me, huh? Yeah. Can, <laughs> can you give me a more cliche line? It, that promo was yeah. awful. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, there's literally six guys who all cut the same promo, yeah. saying, "Hey, Seth, I'm coming after yeah. you." And, uh, it, and in then, between yeah. thirty seconds of them walking to the ring, so it's like, "Oh, hey, Rey yeah. Mysterio." Oh, he said the thing. Yeah. And then, oh, it's Samoa Joe. And he said the same thing. Yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, here comes the Miz. And mm. he's, oh, he's got some goggles. He does. But, yeah. he's, but he said the but same said thing. The same thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, you know, having some excitement here, mm. the, uh, let's talk a little bit about Kevin Owens. We talked about him last week. And uh, I know that we noted, hey, you know, maybe you build this up a little bit and you turn on Kofi Kingston. And just right as we say that almost, they just go ahead and turn Kevin Owens on Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, a lot of people really like, you know, because it does give Kofi something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my question here for wordplay, the timing of Kevin Owens' heel turn on the New Day was blank. Written on the walls mm. is what I've gone with. Uh, just, you know, like you just said, we did mention it uh, last week that this is probably where it was going to go. <laughs> I really didn't expect them to do it so quickly, mm. um, but you know, it happened. We said it was going to happen. It did happen uh, with Kevin Owens leaving as a heel, coming back as a babyface. It it was going to happen at some point. It is kind of strange that they really didn't roll with it for very long. I think it would have mm. been cool to have Kevin Owens uh, be part of New Day for you know some extended period of time, yeah, in which. His, his eventual heel turn would have meant so much more. Yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, I saw it coming. Right. Right. Well, and, and I mean, you could also, 
is this does play a little bit into the story of you know well Vince did bring back Kevin Owens and Kevin Owens did take Daniel uh, take on Daniel Bryan um, at Fastlane in the spot that most people said that should have been Kofi's yeah well but we still got Kofi Mania at mm-hmm. WrestleMania 35 so that kind of ties in here um, I'm going with the timing of Kevin Owens heel turn on the New Day was a bit premature mm-hmm. um, I think that they really could have extended that out another week at least if it, not two weeks at least honestly yeah because because now you still have about four weeks to to build this thing um, and and, and you know, we know what happened last time when they when WWE had a lot of time to to play with the storyline. Yeah, you know, they, it kind of lingered there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a it's very unique that they turned it as soon as they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would have liked a little bit more build and drama. I yeah. would say. Yeah, I, I think it would have uh, popped off a little bit more and would have gone over a lot more had had they. Kept this rivalry, or, or not rivalry, but uh, kept Kevin Owens with the New Day and, and really just make people think that that's Kevin Owens now. And then imagine the Raw right before... Uh, the, the SmackDown. The SmackDown right before Money in the Bank. Yeah. And, the, and then you get a Kevin Owens-Kofi Kingston match. It, I think that would have been a lot better to do, but... I, I would have given him at least at least two weeks out just so that he turns and then he can go out there and explain himself and say, I'm challenging Kofi for the title. Good point. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, here's what we have now. I hope that they've got a good plan going forward for these two guys. I do believe it will be a very good match. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, we'll have to wait and see. Yep. Yeah. Um, from, from one Canadian heel to another, uh, well, let's talk about Kevin Owens' best friend here, Sami Zayn. Mm. He's coming out week after week talking about, uh, you know, how the fans are to blame. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wordplay here, Sami Zayn's heel turn character on Raw has been... So this is kind of a cop-out answer, okay. but I'm going with interesting. Okay. Uh, only because I don't really know how I feel about it yet. Um, really because this, this feels like they, this feels like they took Xavier Woods, uh, off the record comments from, <laughs> from a few months ago and were like, Hey, we could do something with that. We, we could, uh, we could turn that into storyline. Right. And, and then they did that. Uh, yeah. that, that really seems like what it's like here. You know, you have him coming out saying the WWE universe is toxic. Uh, we're only happy when we're critics, uh, mm. things like that. And that, it, it sounds like Xavier Woods is in his ear, uh, you know, <laughs> y- you know, reading him off of his quotes or whatever. So, yeah, I, I don't really know how I feel about it. I do like Sami Zayn, and, and obviously he's like amazing on the mic. But um, I don't know. I thought it was the wrong thing to say when when Xavier Woods said it, and I don't necessarily feel different about it when Sami Zayn's saying it either. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> um, interesting is a good word. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say Sami Zayn's heel character on Raw has been um, a long time coming. Mm. Because, generally speaking, I feel like WWE normally has somebody who who's kind of like marked as the guy who comes out and blames the fans for stuff. Right, right. And, I mean, you had that kind of sort of with Daniel Bryan where he says it was because of you that didn't believe in me. Yeah. You did. You just liked yes because it was the, the, the cool hip thing to do, mm. you know. And so he kind of touched on that a little bit, uh, the new Daniel Bryan did. Right. Uh, but um, 
I, I mean, it it does seem to be like Vince likes to have a mouthpiece uh, for him to come out and just to exercise some of his thoughts and opinions. Where he says, "Well, you know, nothing's going to ever make you guys happy, right? right? Like, you know, no matter how hard we try, nothing's ever going to make you guys happy." Mm. So he, so I mean, I do think that that's Sami Zayn right now. But uh, he's only really had one match since he's been back. Uh, so him coming out every week, it's like, cool, okay, I dig this character. You're coming out and you're saying the things, you know, that that you feel, mm-hmm. and that's what a heel's supposed to do. They're supposed to. Uh, illuminate truths that sometimes the fans don't want to hear. Right. But when are you going to back it up in the ring? Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Uh, or 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 rather, where is this all going? Is more or less what yeah. what I what I want to see out of this for sure. But uh, I digress. It, it does add a different dynamic for now. Um. <laughs> moving on here. Mm. Uh, so we've got... Um, remember last week when we were talking about the Viking experience? Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's the only thing I really... Re- you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's one of the big things that I remember about last week's episode, yeah. really. Um, so, they listened. To sort an of. extent. Sort of. Kind of. Mm. So, so they've changed uh, the name now to the Viking Raiders. Mm-hmm. Okay. So so tell me, Stephen, the Viking experience name change to the Viking Raiders is? <laughs> I put unnecessary in the first place. Yeah. That, that's what... Uh, this just makes zero, zero sense to me. And I know I said this last week. Yeah. There, there is no sense to be had from this. Hmm. Uh, especially when you told me that they were starting to call Ember Moon... The war goddess? Yeah. So, everything that I was reading online is that one of the big reasons they changed the name to Viking Experience yeah. was that they didn't like war. They didn't right. like the name war. They didn't want the, the WWE crowd to be chanting war <laughs> and everything like that. Um, yeah. But now if they're going out and calling Ember Moon the war goddess, they, they don't have a problem with war at all. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm glad that they heard us to a certain extent. And, and that they they did hear us, and they're like, okay, cool, you can have Viking Raiders, you know. But <laughs> the name change shouldn't have taken place in the first place. Right. Them being called War Raiders does not mean they're going to go out on Raw every week and, and pillage. You know, like, like, though that would make things a lot more interesting around Raw. There's a lot of things <laughs> that can make Raw more interesting, but I don't know. Just it, not Katie Vick, you know. That's not, that's not interesting. Um, I just really don't. I just really don't get this. You know, it it shouldn't have happened in the first place. I'm glad they did hear us a little bit and, and change it to something a little bit better. Yeah, but I I still know them as Hanson and Rowe as the War Raiders, not Ivar and Eric as the Viking Raiders. Yeah, uh, those are. Mm. Um. So I know we try to keep this show PG, right? But I'm going to go with the Viking experience change to the Viking Raiders is half-assing it. Yep. Right? 100%. You you literally changed one set of words, right? When you shouldn't have even changed them at all, like you said, right? So when you did a name change like that, just change it back. Mm -hmm. Like, just change it back. It's almost like a slap in the face that, that we got half of what we wanted. You know, a little like bit like, oh, we hear you, 
but screw you, right. this is their name. We're, we're still going to do something different. Yeah. It almost like, it's almost like spiting, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, what's even more interesting, and I, and I pointed this out and, uh, last week, but go back two episodes in NXT. I think you can actually even go back to this episode of NXT. Um they were still called the War Raiders on this episode of N- on this week's episode of NXT, and last week they were wearing T-shirts. T-shirts were actually printed that said War Raiders on them. So why not just call call it a mistake, admit it, and then just change the name back? Oh, they can't admit any mistakes, man. No, because he's because it's Vince. nothing is ever on accident. No, because it's Vince. Yeah, you know. But then now you have to explain to me a a third name change. In the matter of two weeks, yeah, and it's just silly. You're, I mean, that's that's why I'm saying, you know, you're confusing the audience, and there's no continuity. You yeah. need desperately that continuity yeah. editor. I I really hope they they pick out our resumes here, yeah, Stephen, and, and or maybe they did <laughs> hire a continuity editor, and that that's what we got from that continuity editor. Editor was Viking Raiders. We're all doomed. We're all doomed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's make the most of it. Yeah. You know how else we can make the most of this terrible, terrible situation with the Viking experience What's that? or Viking Raiders? See, we don't even know what to call them anymore. Dude, yeah, you've literally screwed up my head. <laughs> um, <laughs> this uh, this feud between Andrade and Finn Balor. I'm really kind of digging this. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, yeah, so, so you know, fill in the blank here, wordplay. Andrade versus Finn matches and their feud overall are? Yeah, in in one word, great. Yeah. No, I, I'm really, really liking it. Uh, obviously, both of us have said on, on previous podcasts, big fans of Andrade, big fans of Finn Balor. Yeah. Um, I think it's great, especially after this god-awful Bobby Lashley feud that Finn Balor w- was shoehorned into. Um, it- it's really good to see Finn go out with another person who uh, <clears throat> can can entertain can, me. Can, can work? Can work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I agree. Uh, I, I think the Andrade and Finn matches and, and their feud... Um, are, are are adding fire for sure. Yeah. Um. Now, I I will I will put a slight asterisk here because I I agree with you ninety eight percent of exactly what you said. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'm a bit confused about, and I'm not trying to be overly critical here, mm-hmm. but there, I don't know if you've noticed this, but on Twitter. They seem to build a lot of feuds from Twitter for whatever reason. Like, right. what, why why do it on the internet when you can just uh, show me do it on TV? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, but um, what's weird is so Andrade beats Finn on Raw. Mm. A week later, Finn beats Andrade on SmackDown. Mm. But now Andrade's calling Finn out again, and he's saying, "Okay, well, I beat you once. You've beat me once now." Uh, why don't I challenge you for the title? Let's put it all on the line this time. Take all. A little, wi- a little, you know, winner take all in our mm-hmm. series, which is great. I I get where he's coming from, and yes, absolutely, they should have that match. Yeah, it would just feel a little bit better, and I'm super nitpicking right now, but it would feel a little bit better if those results were were sw- swapped. So if you if on Raw you had had Finn win the first match, mm. and then Andrade says I want a rematch. And then Andrade wins the rematch, and then mm. says, "You know what? 
Now I've tied it at 2-2. Let me get my title shot. I've beaten you. You're the champ. I deserve that shot. Yeah. So I'm super nitpicking on that. But I do believe that this feud is awesome. Yeah. It needs to continue. Both these guys know how to work. Uh, both these guys are true professionals. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is where they need to be. Absolutely. No, I'm super excited for this, for sure. Um, let's talk about something I'm not super excited about. Mm. This has been a little bit of a downer episode. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, Luke Harper's release request got rejected this week. So, Phil, uh, so a little bit of wordplay here. Luke Harper's release request rejection is blank. Bad, bad, bad news for WWE. <laughs> yeah. It, it's bad news, man. <laughs> How many people is this? In in like three months, that, that are asking to quit. Yeah, that's quite a few, dude. Yeah, but they rejected his release request. That's even worse. They, they now said, you have someone who they, who's on your roster that doesn't want to be there. They they said you. They didn't say this publicly, mm-hmm. but basically what's entailed here is that okay, well you were sidelined for X, Y, and Z number of dates because you were out injured. Uh, so we're going to add that to the end of your contract, so you have to make up for it. Uh, it, for those at home, Steven is just blankly staring at me, shaking his head. Um, I'll t- while you stew on that, um, I believe Luke Harper's released request rejection, um, is a, is a bad omen for talent. And, (laughs) and, and by that, I mean... Um, anybody who plans on requesting their release, you know, uh, obviously I, we all know the, 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 the looming presence here is AEW for sure. Uh, but, um, you better be prepared to see out the rest of your contract because, uh, Luke Harper is a guy who, let's be honest, he's a great worker. Mm -hmm. He's very, very talented. But they don't have anything going on for him right now. Yeah. Right? And if they plan on keeping him to his contract just because they want to play a power move, mm-hmm. I mean, this does not spell well for people like uh, Sasha Banks or The no. Revival. Um, you know, th- these people who are reportedly wanting out, you know, it's, it's not a good sign. Yeah. I mean, that's just... I, I get it. He's under contract, yeah, and, and everything like that. But yeah. you're not doing anything with him. You don't plan on doing anything with him. So now you're just holding on to him because you don't want him to leave. Yep. And WWE's been doing that for a long time. I don't think that's the way to go. Uh, if you want someone to come out and, and really put their best foot forward and really try to sell a product, you have to have them want to be there. Yep. And, and you can't just keep padding your roster. And, you know, for lack of a better word, forcing people to be there because you're just going to get a lesser product from that. No, 100%. And uh, I like Luke Harper a lot. I I, I wish that he could have uh, uh, career fulfillment, you know, uh, <laughs> but apparently yeah. he, he's not getting that right now. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I, I don't think WWE is really handling this very well so far. Um a lot of people are wanting to leave to AEW, and, and they're acting like the kid who uh, got hit in the face with a kickball. You know, <laughs> screw you guys, I'm going home, and I'm taking my ball with me. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really just sad. I agree. I agree 100%. But 
Um, you know, I, I certainly hope that there's a, a, a resolution to all of these problems. Uh, it, it will happen one way or another, but, mm-hmm. but it's just going to be a matter of timing, really. Um, let's, let's have some fun, Stephen. What do you say? I've got a brand new segment that I think we should try out here. A new segment that I like to call, If Wishes Were Fishes. Yeah, there you go. Fish face. Yeah. There, have that for your soundboard. There you go. That's going to be great. Uh, so so the object of this here, Stephen and I will, will make wishes and we will grade them. Uh, in terms of fishes, so Indeed. like like a like a you know we'll give it like five uh, five flounders or like four and a half trouts, four and a half trouts, yeah. M- maybe a, maybe two two sea basses mm. or or a fine octopus, yeah. perhaps. So so, so uh, uh, if if wishes were fishes, Stephen, what would you like to see happen? I wish WWE would move to a PG thirteen rating. Oh really? I do. Okay. Uh, back when when I was watching a lot of wrestling in, in my youth, uh, that it was PG thirteen or whatever rating it it might have been different back then, but it, it was on the level of PG thirteen, and uh, well, some episodes were on the level of rated R, honestly, uh, with, yeah. with some things. But um, it, it's really apparent with with some of these scripts that they're really really catering to kids, and I mm-hmm. did say this at the top of the show. Um, so I'm just kind of going in a little bit more on it, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with that that Seth Rollins promo with Triple H and everyone coming out and everything. Uh, he called people bucketheads, bucketheads. That is so dumb, uh, and no no adult who's watching or is in the stadium believes that you would call that man a buckethead. And I mean, if anything, that's like a very talented guitarist, right? Like he is a very talented guitarist. Yeah, <laughs> check out Buckethead. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it's just it's super apparent with with storylines, with writing, everything like that. Uh, you're, they're really catering to kids, and mm. it makes it super not fun to watch. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. You know, honestly, well, there, there's no real heat. There, there is no genuine heat. It, it's all just, oh, you said a bad word to me. Mm. Now I need to punch you, yeah. and you're going in timeout. It's yeah. like, I feel like I'm in a schoolyard. I, I'm, I'm going to give that three groupers because those are those are big changes that need to happen. I think. Yeah. Uh, Five groupers? Or is it three out of three groupers? uh, Three out of three groupers. I think we need to put an actual system in place. uh, I'll have to make up a chart or something and post it on Twitter (laughs) so people can keep track. (laughs) But yeah, three large groupers, let's let's put it here. Uh, Because those, those are some big fish, and those are some big changes. I would like to see that happen, but yeah. but like the grouper, uh, it would be very slow to to, to transpire here. So, uh, how long did you sit in front of a mirror and come up with these fish puns? I no, this is this is all right. Noggin? This is all right here, ladies and gentlemen. Beautiful, uh, <laughs> beautiful. Um, if wishes were fishes, I would like to see more tournament specials. Mm. Out of WWE. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's two tournaments that are coming up that I'm going to talk about later on this episode that I'm super excited for. But let's be real. They've got the talent uh, between NXT, NXT UK, 205 Live, and heck, you could even take some of the more um, mid-card talent 
on Raws and Smackdowns and put them into like weekend tournament specials uh, to determine number one contenderships for all sorts of things. Yeah. Make, make a tag tournament, make a um, uh, an intercontinental tournament, or even heck, make a NXT championship tournament or a um, uh, a, a Universal or WWE championship tournament. Mm-hmm. Right? These are things that really could help benefit the product. Plus, it's more content. For us, the fans, that we can take in and say, man, did you see that Dominic Dijakovic match? Mm-hmm. Or, oh, man, I can't believe I saw Trevor Lee debut. Or, man, Keith Lee's really awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, Or, man, I can't believe that Matt Riddle's the number one contender to face Seth Rollins. Yeah. You know, these are things that you that we could talk about and see yeah. in the future. They've got the talent to do it. They just haven't done it. Absolutely. So it's a real win for us as the fans, and it's a win for WWE because they can keep saying, well, look at how much content that we produce. Mm-hmm. And look at how many people are actually watching it. Yeah. So See, the, the biggest thing I like about that, too, is that a lot of the uh, title scenes, it, whether it be Raw, SmackDown, um, really not so much NXT, but... Mm. Um, uh, a lot of it's a popularity contest, and, yep. and, it, and it, it's it's a politic being, contest. Yeah, it's being more and more taken back away from the actual wrestling. Uh, and so, what I really like about that is it, it brings back number one contenders. Uh, it it makes the title scene be all about the in ring wrestling, as yep. opposed to oh man, this guy came out last week and called me a buckethead. Oh. You know what I mean? So oh, I, I really like that idea. So 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 fish rating here, Steven. Fish rating. I'm gonna give that four and a half trouts. That's that's a pretty solid trout. Yeah. Oh, what happened to the other half of that trout, Steve? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Which 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 side do I get? Do I get the tail end or the head end? You get the head end. Okay, great. Yeah. That's I think that's where all the protein is. I don't know enough about fish. I don't know. But uh <laughs> Four and a half trouts. Locking it in. Fan- fantastic. <laughs> I-, I love it. Alrighty, Steven. If wishes were fishes. If wishes were fishes, the War Raiders would s- would still be called the War Raiders. Um, yeah. Uh, but-, but moreover, in a bigger point, I, I wish that um, big NXT guys that get called up to the main roster don't lose their gimmick and don't lose their character. And uh, would stay what made them popular in the mm. first place. Mm. Um, we did get that finally, with some caveats, with Ricochet and Aleister Black. Yeah, they are who they were on NXT. Yeah, and you know they they added the the bullet sound to Ricochet's entrance and Ugh. the creaking to Aleister's entrance, oh, which, I, which me personally and both of us we really don't like, but you can't say that they're not the same person, yeah. and that's really really good. Yeah, um, but. WWE Vince has a track record for completely changing gimmicks uh, or just not using them at all. Mm. Uh, so I, I guess if wishes were fishes, I would wish that NXT wrestlers were treated more fairly that's, when switching to main roster. That, that's that's solid. I'm, no. I'm going to give that one giant megalodon. Oh, snap. It's that's, that's like a world eater. Is that the fish. big one? Like, is yeah. that the biggest? Yeah, that's the biggest ever. Oh, like, man. It, it used to eat whales for, you know. 
So, yeah, I, I, I agree 100%. I think there's so many things that go into that argument where it's like continuity, mm. you know, keeping things the same, you know, making sure that, you know, these guys are booked strongly, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that's really what you're trying to do, right? You're not calling these guys up just to be like, okay, well, here's the mid card. Yeah. Well, you're trying to, you know, you're trying you, to build. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like with a lot of these guys, they just, um, you know they they always talk about it in NXT. You know one of the one of the biggest goals for most NXT guys is to get to the main roster. But at this point, it's leaps and bounds better for you to stay on NXT. You know. Yeah. So well, and a lot of guys are saying that. You yeah. know. Uh, and and you know you've you've got you've got Johnny Gargano who is wanting to stay there mm-hmm. and want wants to make NXT like the brand like he wants to make it a third brand and I right. don't disagree I mean you've got enough talent that's passed through NXT to make it a third brand if mm-hmm. you wanted to you know but um, you know it's just a matter of waiting and seeing yeah for sure yeah I think it'd be uh, I almost don't want it to become a third brand uh, hmm. just because uh, if it gets to that point. In that height, um, that size, mm-hmm. uh, Vince is going to want to play, play, play with it more. Yeah, and I, uh, yeah. I think one of the, and again, nothing against Vince on a personal level, but I think one of the biggest reasons NXT is NXT is because Vince doesn't touch it. Yeah, no, you know that's true. Uh, I'm going to say if wishes were fishes, um, I think I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I would put uh, I'd put Cesaro in the mix for the title scene. I think that he's scheduled to come out for the uh, the Money in the Bank match, or at least it's he's looking strong that way. Mm. You know, and I really do think that a feud with him against Seth would be very very interesting to watch. Absolutely, uh, especially if you could find a way to make Cesaro this like mega like unbeatable kind of guy now that he's kind of unleashed himself away from Sheamus. Mm-hmm. You know, he does have the in-ring talent. He definitely has the in-ring yeah, talent. For sure. It's a matter of making sure that he can cut promos. And he's really actually quite charismatic. They just don't give him a lot of promo time, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, they kind of, to be honest, they kind of shoved Cesaro and Sheamus into the bar box and then just mm-hmm. kind of left them there. Well, I mean, know? they they were very successful as tag team champions. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that he could certainly make a big difference. Definitely on his own. Yeah. Um, let me see here. Well, uh, so if wishes were fishes with Cesaro, if wishes were fishes with Cesaro. Uh, what, do, what do you think? What? What, what kind of fish? Oh, uh, <laughs> I forgot we were rating with fishes. Yeah. Um, what? What? Uh, what nationality is Cesaro? He's a. Uh, he's uh, Swiss. He's Swiss. Swiss. I don't know any Swiss fish. I was gonna name a Swiss fish. There you go. Some uh, well, we get, we'll Swiss, give it three Swiss fishes. Swiss. I was gonna say. Yeah, I mean, I was gonna say you could do like Swedish fish, but that's not Swiss. That's sweet. That's a uh, Sweden, not not Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Swiss fish. Yeah. There we go. Three Swiss fishes. There we go. That's really hard to say. Swiss Swiss <laughs> fishes. That's brilliant. Can you pause it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that again. Well, uh, now that we got the, the If Wishes Were Fishes, I hope you guys liked that segment. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, but uh, let's move on here. We're going to do a quick rundown of the injury report, and we'll play a little bit of heel turn, face turn as mm. well. Uh, so, injury report 
Daniel Bryan still out with an unknown injury. Uh, Jeff Hardy also has an unknown injury as of right now. Sad <laughs> face. Steven has sad face. Um, Sheamus is out with a concussion. We did bring him up earlier. Uh, we hope he gets better soon. Then we can find out what uh, what his new role is going to be. Uh, Nia Jax and Big E have both have, have had two successful surgeries. Uh, Nia Jax had surgery on both legs. That's crazy. Yay, successful um, surgeries. Yay. And then per HealByNature.com, Tommaso Ciampa's tentative return is scheduled as of this fall. We don't know how accurate that's going to be. He still has to do a whole lot of rehabbing. Mm-hmm. But hopefully... Two things. Please be true. Yeah. And don't come back until you're healed all the way. Right. Agree. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Uh, I, I hope it's uh, sooner as opposed to later, but yes. Um, uh, however we, long it takes. Uh, however long it takes to be 100%. Yeah. I think that's that's the, the moral here. Mm-hmm. Um, we also uh, saw that uh, referee, NXT referee Tom Caster, we wish him all the best right now. He broke his leg after taking a bad fall from a super kick during an NXT house show match between Velveteen Dream and Tyler Breeze. Threw up the X sign. His It looked like a real bad break. It so. was real rough. Yeah, his... his uh his ankle was facing the wrong way. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, that's 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 a not a good sign no, when it comes to legs. That's a pretty good sign that uh, your your legs not doing too good. No, yeah, <laughs> not at all. But still got the three count. True. What he, a freaking champ! Bamf. Yeah, champ. Oh man, Absolutely. give this man a raise. One hundred percent. Make this man the CEO. I say, dude, for real, for real. <laughs> and he, he's quoted uh, leaving uh, leaving the stage on the stretcher. He's quoted saying, "Damn, I love this business." Yep. As you're being wheeled on a stretcher, give this man a raise. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Well, let's talk a little bit of face, uh, face turn, heel turn here. Uh, thank you again, Heal by Nature, for uh, the coverage for the injury report. Mm-hmm. But face turn, heel turn. So this is our buy or sell, good cop, bad cop kind of segment here that uh, we like to play. Um, and this week we've got four very interesting subjects to cover here. Uh, first off, there's been an interesting uh, couple pictures circulating around the, the Twitter sphere mm-hmm. right now. Um, so... Being advertised, there's three matches being advertised for money in the bank. Three ladder matches, I'll say more specifically here. Um, there is a, um, a men's ladder match between uh, Drew McIntyre, Cesaro, Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Andrade, and Lars Sullivan. There's a women's money in the bank with Tamina, um, uh, Sasha Banks, Natalia, um, I believe Bailey and um, Carmella's in there. Can't remember who else. Can't remember who else. Hmm. Uh, so there's a women's money in the bank there. Um, and then uh, I have written down here, there was also an advertised NXT money in the bank ladder match, which is very interesting here. Would be the first. Um, I think it's, uh, uh, you've got guys like uh, Keith Lee, um Matt Riddle, Adam Cole, Pete Dunn, Tyler Breeze, uh, and uh, Dominic Dijak- uh, Dijakovic mm-hmm. all being advertised for that one as well. Uh, so f- uh, face turn, heel turn here. What do we think of the uh, latter matches being advertised? Well, uh, 
if if these pictures are true, yeah, face turn. Yeah, uh, I think they look really really cool. Um, we are seeing Cesaro in a in a match without the bar, um, which is nice. Uh, the big thing for me though is if these are real, that NXT match. Yeah, looks that's amazing. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, that they would throw an, an NXT Money in the Bank match in there as well. There's not the normal high flyers that you, there's not a designated high flyer in that match, like mm-hmm. what you would normally see in a ladder match. There's usually that, that one token guy who's, uh, there for all the high spots. Um, you know, but yeah. I, I think you've got, uh, you've definitely got a quite, uh, quite the bunch of talent there, uh, to make up for it. Uh, um, plus I, I love the Money in the Bank. Uh, yeah, gimmick kind yeah. of thing. You know, I love it, and bringing that into NXT, I think, would be really cool. I say face turn as well. As long as we can just keep this uh, pay per view on the shorter side of mm. things, I don't want Money in the Bank to be twelve matches. Now that WrestleMania had seventeen matches yeah. or whatever, yeah, yeah. I just, um, I'd, I'd rather keep it short this no, time yeah. around. I-, I completely agree, but you know, one extra match isn't. That bad it isn't too bad. It's not too bad, but it'll, it'll be then okay. again, with with it being NXT, I would want it to go a little longer than normal. So, you know, maybe maybe it could make Money in the Bank really long, but we'll have to see. Yeah, well, and it'd be a good thing for guys like uh, like Keith Lee to mm. stand out. Dominic Dijakovic is another guy who can stand out there. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be great. It looks like Tyler Breeze is officially back with NXT, which is awesome for him Mm -hmm. because it gives him a lot more that he can do. And I think NXT was looking for more marquee guys. Yeah, Tyler Breeze can play a really excellent heel too. So I really think I really hope that this sets a precedent going forward. That uh, maybe on on every pay per view we have at least one NXT match. Uh, I think that would be really really cool. Yeah, um, and give you know the NXT guys a lot more exposure. So. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Uh, let's go face turn, heel turn. SmackDown is the better show than Raw post shakeup so far. Face turn, heel turn on that, Steven. Face turn. Not even a question. Yeah? Not even a question. Uh-huh. I mean, if you take a look at some of the people on on the SmackDown roster, you know, we have Roman Reigns, who I'm not the biggest huge fan of, mm. but he is a huge name. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, Chad Gable, Ember Moon, Mickey James, Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, Kyrie Sane. Like it, it just keeps going on. Uh, there is an immense amount of talent in SmackDown right now, mm-hmm. and, and that's not to say that Raw doesn't have a lot of talent. You know, they which they do, which they do, hundred uh, percent. But I, I think going forward, the storylines that are being built on SmackDown and the people in those storylines. Is uh, for me just a little bit more exciting than Raw. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you on that. Face turn simply based out of, for whatever reason, they seem to not have nearly as bad of a problem as storyline continuity on SmackDown as yeah. they do on Raw. Yeah. And uh, though it is still there, you know, though there are some aspects of it that I wish were better, um, I do believe that. Um, SmackDown is the more dominant show, and very well should be. They're mm. going to have more national exposure going forward here. Yeah. So we're going to have to wait and see how that shakes out. J- uh, just a super quick thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I-, I think it's part of it might even be because with Raw, it being the main brand, the big brand, um, y- we mentioned it earlier that Vince will change things mid-Raw. Yeah. Um, and so I think they're they're really trying to capitalize on um, on big pops for people. You know, like like yeah. someone uh, 
someone came out to a big pop and they weren't expecting it, okay, put him in the main event next week. Whereas with SmackDown, they're kind of just letting it ride on its own, building Mm. the storylines, letting the heat build. Um, And I think that's a much better way to go about it. Yeah, absolutely. Just Just a quick two cents on that. Stick to your guns, stick to the plan that you had. Don't, Mm -hmm. Don't fuss too much with it. You know, let things happen organically is like, like I would say. Yeah. Um, we talked about tournaments a little bit ago. Yes. Oh yes. my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, uh, Progress Wrestling has the Super Strong Style 16 tournament going on. Um, WWE's actually got a couple of guys that are going to be there mm-hmm. uh, from NXT. Uh, we talked about Trevor Lee just a moment ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roger uh, Strong. Roger Strong. Uh, uh, no, Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly. That's Kyle right. O'Reilly's going to be there. Yeah. He, he's going to have a, a heck of a match himself in the first round with a guy by the name of Chris Ridgway, who is like the perfect the perfect guy for Kyle O'Reilly to face because they're both just going to kick the ever-loving crap out of each other. Awesome. Which is going to be great. <laughs> um, so uh, if you uh, subscribe or if you haven't yet subscribed to Progress's uh, on-demand service, uh, definitely recommend checking that out. It's worth the extra $8 a month to catch at least this tournament and get a back catalog of all the other great stuff that they have on there. Absolutely. Again, you can go to Demand Progress. Or, demand or, hyphen progress. D- demand hyphen progress. It's very important. Demandprogress.com is... Uh, That's something else. Something else, yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, yeah, but just Google, you know, Demand Progress. Uh, wrestling and uh, yeah you'll definitely get that we will also have the best of the super juniors tournament from new japan pro wrestling and mm-hmm. uh, i'm really excited about that as well because uh you know because of uh guys like uh, jonathan gresham who's never been in there he's he's like uh he's like the american version of uh, zach saber jr okay. he's like a super submission specialist right who's really awesome um you got guys like bandito Who's going to be there? Will Ospreay is, is reprising his role in there. I think uh, I'd love to see Will Ospreay versus Bandito again. Yeah, personally, yeah, that would be a great match. Um, yeah, just so much talent. Shingo Tagagi is in there, I believe. Um, they're just talent on top of talent on top of talent. Um, so, with that being said, I I, I I digress. I feel as though it's not even a question at this point. Yeah, face turn, heel turn. These two tournaments, Progress's Super Strong Style 16 and New Japan's Best of Super Juniors tournaments, uh, these are can't-miss programming, face turn, heel turn, Steven. Face turn. 100% face turn. I mean, with with Progress and New Japan, pretty much everything I've seen from both the promotions have been can't-miss at this point, and... Uh, you know, I don't watch a lot of progress and I don't watch a lot of New Japan, but like I said, what I've seen has been on a high caliber. Um, yeah. So, yeah, 100% can miss. I'll definitely be watching this. Fantastic. Uh, and then uh, this is an interesting one here. Uh, per uh, at WWE Mr. Extra on Twitter, uh, they posted a picture of the guys from Halftime Heat. Mm. Right, uh, Ricochet, Alistair Black, Velveteen Dream, and then Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and um, Adam Cole. Mm. Um, so, of these six men here who competed on a halftime heat, uh, face turn, heel turn, Ricochet will be the first one to be crowned champion on the main roster. Face turn. Yeah? Face turn. Yeah. Um, we are getting big pops people mm-hmm. from halftime heat um no one like ricochet though yeah uh, ricochet 
has been a star from the moment he went onto the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's talking about Ricochet. The announcers love him. The fans love him. He's putting in fantastic work in, a, in pretty much every match he's been doing. Um, out of the six, he he's the the most likely, I think. And okay. the, it would make the most sense. Okay. Well, and this doesn't have to be the WWE title. This can be just any title across the board. I see. Um, you know, so does that change your answer any? No. Okay. Still no. No. Well, I'm going to break the mold here. I'm going to go heel turn. Okay. And, th- and this is not because I don't like Ricochet. Please do not misconstrue that. Right. I love Ricochet as a competitor, uh, as a wrestler. I'm a huge fan. Okay. I'm only turning heel on the slight technicality that I think Aleister Black will beat him to it. I think mm. I think Aleister Black will uh, be, I would say, at least Intercontinental Champion by the end of the year. Okay. Or at least have held the title. I can I th- see that. I, th- I think that... Man, a Finn-Aleister feud. Yeah, I think Finn is going to go through Andrade. I think Finn's going to probably go through um, maybe a couple other feuds. But I think ultimately um, Aleister is going to be the one who takes out Finn. Right on. And it's going to be great. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything that Ricochet or Aleister Black touch mm-hmm. turns to gold. Mm-hmm. So, uh, not worried at all in the slightest. Just real quick, a, a, a bonus face turn, heel turn, Steven. Yeah. The Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. Face turn. Face turn. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. No, if, uh, there was this one video online oh, that God. I can't remember what it was called. Um, but, but it seemed very similar to that where it's, uh, it, at first glance, it looks like a really happy, you know, Mr. Rogers yeah. in the neighborhood. Hey friends, how are you doing? Yeah. And then over the course of the video, it, it just gets more and more dark and gruesome. <laughs> You're going to have to show this to and, me. And insane. Um, <laughs> and I feel like honestly, that might be one of the one of the inspirations that they used for this angle perhaps uh just because this isn't gonna last it's not gonna be this forever it i I feel like it is going to devolve into uh there was that one thing where he had his hands over his face and then the video kind of swerved a little Mm -hmm. bit and you're like oh wait yeah yeah but yeah yeah, i think he's he's got control over himself so far bray Mm -hmm. wyatt does uh it'll be interesting to see what happens when he doesn't. Yeah. No, face turn. I, um, I love but, it. But I will say on a, on, on a separate note here, he looks like a completely different person. Yeah. Like, he's lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. He's bulked up a lot. Yep. He's, he's, his face has changed. His face is different. Definitely looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. Looks absolutely. a lot better. A lot, a lot more uh, ready to go. Yes. You know? Absolutely. Uh, let's get to some mailbag here, Stephen. We got a, we got a lot of mailbag questions in this week, we and do. I just want to make sure that we uh, we take care of this up and running. Uh, unfortunately, um, we weren't able to fit every question that we got uh, into this week's episode. Um, just know we are reading every single comment and question that y'all give us. Uh, absolutely, we we love y'all's feedback. Uh, for for the sake of time, we weren't able to fit all of them in there. But please keep your questions coming, keep your comments coming. They are not going on deaf ears. We are absolutely reading them. Hundred percent. And and if we didn't get to answering your question, feel free to DM us on Twitter. 
I will be more than happy to give you our feedback as to really what we think about those questions if we don't get to yours. Absolutely. Uh, so we appreciate you guys, uh, you know, giving us a shout here, uh, and uh, you know, uh, let's let's go on to this mailbag here. Mm. We kind of already touched on this first one, mm-hmm. uh, but just to make sure that we can reinforce it, um, at Kyle the King Ten on Twitter asked what we thought about that potential NXT ladder match, and I think we covered it. Well. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, um, I'm super excited for it. You know, I don't really have much else to say other than that. Yeah, I think it would be great. Um, I think that uh, I, I do agree with you in that regard that I would like to see more just straight up NXT matches. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I think I think it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, like I'm, I'm excited good. for the match, but I'm more so excited for the possible precedent that it sets. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, let me see here. Uh, at uh, our our friend Mike at at Mike JC eight two one who has a great wrestling blog, by the way. Hmm. Uh, y'all should definitely check it out on his Twitter page. Um, will Drew McIntyre be a world champ this year? Um, I think certainly so. Um, I think it will probably actually be a lot sooner than most people think because um, this is my personal opinion. I think Drew's going to win money in the bank, and I think he's going to cash in that night and pin AJ Styles and actually walk out as champ. So then you're going to have Rollins chasing McIntyre. Okay. Um, but I could be wrong. Drew could cash in on another occasion, but I do see him winning uh, the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah. No, I definitely see him uh, winning the briefcase as well. Um I think with with the amount of time that this guy gets on on Raws um, and, and just the the sheer amount of push that he's getting mm. uh, over the last few months, I, I think it's inevitable that he will be champion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, not the not the biggest fan of Drew McIntyre. Mm. He, he's certainly not bad. Um, there's a few people I, I'd like to see champion over him, but. I mean, a Drew McIntyre title run, it's not the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. Well, one of our friends and colleagues, uh, the Queen of N.E., ah. at, at the Queen of N.E. asks, uh, what are our thoughts on Vecchi Guerrero saying that Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame? This is so tricky. Yeah. Very tricky. Um, I, Hopefully I can help with this. Mm. Um, in Japan, and this could just be a, cor- a cultural thing, mm-hmm. um, they absolutely have no problem with showing his matches in Japan. Mm. Um, I've heard from several different people, several different sources, say that while they're at a show for New Japan, they they show matches during intermission, and they they have no problem showing. Uh, Chris Benoit matches as Wild Pegasus or the Pegasus Kid while he was there in Japan, they have no problem showing his matches there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's more of a... um, It's more of a a historical kind of perspective on that. Um, I mean, at the same time, I just don't think that you can ever really forgive necessarily what he did. Yeah. Um, I will point out, though, I'm not defending Chris Benoit. And I'm not defending Vicky Guerrero by any means, but um, they still have Jimmy Superfly Snuka in there, mm-hmm. and he um, unfortunately 
no pun intended, was very much dead to rights on uh, what it looked like for him having committed at least manslaughter. Mm. But they simply could not indict him because he was not fit enough to stand trial before he passed away. Um, so I'm 100%—I'm not 100%, but I'm, I'm very confident in that he played a part in— um, uh, Miss Nancy Argentino's death. If you want to learn more on the subject, there's a lot of videos out there. WrestleMania uh, on uh, YouTube is a good source to find more information on that. Um, but uh, yeah, you do have some very suspect characters like Jimmy Snuka mm. and the fabulous Moolah in the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, and, and Donald Trump, for that matter. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, um, uh, there there are suspect characters there. It's, it's a very... Um, difficult question for me because yeah. I I do get those points. You know, you you have some questionable characters in the Hall of Fame already. Yeah. Um. That being said, though, I don't think that necessarily makes it uh okay. Yeah. You know, um, I was a big fan of Chris Benoit when I was younger. A lot of watched a lot of his matches. Um, it was extremely unfortunate what what went down with Chris Benoit and you know everyone in the WWE universe wishes it didn't happen that being said though you know that's at this point when when you mention the the name Chris Benoit at least in America that's the first thing that pops into your head yep so no i don't think he should be entered into the hall of fame at this point if uh, that that unfortunate incident didn't happen yeah we we can have a conversation about that but uh Unfortunately, that's at this point. That's what people remember him for. Yep. You know, uh, a couple, couple quick ones here uh, that that I'll. Uh, I, I think we can we can answer very briefly mm. just to kind of fit some more of these questions in. Um, uh, the MG experience that's at illustrious G forty asks, how long do you think New Japan Pro Wrestling will keep the never open weight belt on Jeff Cobb? Uh, Jeff Cobb also being a, a progress uh, world champion. Uh, he's also the Ring of Honor TV champion. I think uh, I think Jeff Cobb holds on to that belt as long as he damn well pleases, to be quite honest with you. <laughs> uh, you're going to have a tough time trying to find somebody else to fill those shoes. Um, I mean, what... Who knows? I mean, um, you know, Jeff Cobb, he's worked in New Japan before. I think that he's a very, very good talent. And um, he could be somebody who could help fill in a lot of that foreign talent um, space that's left in the wake of Kenny and uh, the Young Bucks leaving. Hmm. Uh, so I, I think that they they could keep it on him for quite some time. Who would challenge for such a thing? I just don't know. There's so many people that you could put into that. Um, but, yeah, there's nobody that comes to my mind right now better than Jeff Cobb. Um, Miss Yvonne at Reese Yvonne uh, on Twitter asks, Do you think Becky will drop one or two or no belts at Money the Bank? If she drops one at least, who do you think will get it? I don't see her dropping the belts. I don't either. Either one. Um, I I think that Lacey Evans, while they are pushing her, is still a little bit weak in the ring to uh, be called a champion. Yeah. At this point, she has. Um, I, she's definitely paid dues for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, she's definitely going to be a champion one day. I think it's just a bit soon to pull the trigger on Lacey Evans right now. 
And I feel like the Charlotte thing is just continuity for mm-hmm. them to, to try and close the book on that part of the story, at least for now. Yeah. But I, I just don't see either Charlotte or Lacey Evans beating Becky. Yeah. No, me neither. Uh, the the amount of sheer star power yep. that Becky is exuding right now is off the charts. Yep. Um, that I think it would be a really, really bad move to cut that short. Mm. You know, mm. <clears throat> Becky's huge, 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 huge. And uh, ride that train as long as you can, you know? Yeah. At, at Foul Original, again, that's at Foul underscore Original on Twitter asks, do you think Joey Ryan would ever sign with WWE? Um, in short, no. Mm. Um, I think that there was just a lot of um, wishful thinking, perhaps, on, on Twitter uh, after they saw Bobby Roode's glorious mustache, and they thought, "Oh, he looks just like Joey Ryan's dad. Yeah. Perhaps he should be, you know, uh, tag teaming with him." And don't get me wrong, I love that idea too. In yeah. fact, uh, me and me and Mike JC eight two one were talking about it. Um, but at the same time, I just don't. Um, I just don't think that he and his personality would work in WWE, nor do I think that he really has any kind of um, financial obligation to have to want to work for WWE. He owns his house. He's done a lot of great work on the independent scene. Uh, If anything, he would probably go and work for AEW because he knows he could pop in and out as he wants to. Uh, But um, at this point, I think the WWE ship... uh, has sailed and not because of anything that he has done in spite of that, but rather I think that's just just not something he wants to do. Um, so I hope we answered your question there, Foul Original. Um, let me see here. Oh. <laughs> At AA Talk Stuff, again, another one of our colleagues here asks, who would we rather see main event WrestleMania, Steph or Nia Jax? <laughs> um... So I had to text J-Raw and ask his opinion of mm. it. His, his his answer was, somebody got to support Nia Jax. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good on you, J-Raw. My answer to that is, no, we don't. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think J-Raw's putting his neck out on the line for Nia here. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like you could fit a story into Steph being in the main event at WrestleMania better. Uh, whether it's tagging with Triple H to take on... Somebody, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Brock Lesnar and a Bengal tiger, perhaps. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like that works better. Um, but you know, I, I don't even want to see Nia Jax like in a singles match during the week. Oh, <laughs> so geez. uh Yeah, Stephanie McMahon all oh, the way. Okay. Well, I guess uh, good, good on you, Steph. <laughs> Uh, I guess you're going to be main eventing WrestleMania someday so. in our yeah. books. Uh, Backseat Bookers asks... Uh, great name. Yeah, it's a great name. Really great name. Uh, Rollins or Styles as a heel for their feud? Styles. Styles as the heel? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think it'd be cool to have Styles as the heel, uh, just because with, with Rollins, he's riding this crazy wave of, mm. uh, of overness right now right. after slaying the beast and, and becoming champion. I don't think you should really uh, get rid of that, necessarily. Mm. And, uh, you know, Styles as a heel, I'm down. I, I don't see either of them really being a heel. The yeah, more you want it to be a babyface feud? A ba- just a babyface feud about respect. Yeah, yeah, and then and and then Drew McIntyre comes out and it's like, 
screwed your respect. <laughs> and he cashes in the Money in the Bank title briefcase, and he, he, you know, just hacks off their heads with a Claymore kick. And that's it. I mean, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that makes that makes sense. Um, one last one here, and I saved I saved this one for last because I I want to see how creative we can get with this one mm. here. Uh, at de, uh, non WWE guy on Twitter asks, "What's a dream match in any promotion that you think will happen soon?" Hmm. Um, so I mean, there's a lot that you could do with this question. I guess if you're asking, what's a dream match like within two guys of a particular promotion that we'll think will happen soon, or like a cross promotional kind of thing? Um, because I would really want to see Bandito face Kenny Omega. Mm. I would really want to see that because yeah. you've got Mexico's best versus Canada's best. I think that would be great. That would be great. I think that if we're also talking cross-promotional, I think that if you put the Young Bucks against the Revival, mm. they could literally have a 30-minute-plus tag team match, and all of it would be absolutely yeah. amazing. Not Sort of cross-promo, but not entirely. Uh, uh-huh. A Matt Riddle-Daniel Bryan match Ooh. would be fantastic. Ooh. Or or a, a Daniel Bryan-Zack Sabre Jr. match. Oh, would be fantastic. Yeah. Man, there, there's a lot we could do. Yeah, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Jonathan Gresham. Mm. I think that would be good. Uh, you'd have two two guys who have, like, super Matt wrestling skills. Um, I mean, you could, yeah, definitely put Matt Riddle in that mix, too. Keith Lee, Braun Strowman. Keith Lee. Oh, my God. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be so awesome. Yeah, if, somebody, if there was somebody who could match Braun Strowman's strength, uh, yeah. I think it would be Keith Lee. Man. For sure. Um, yeah, no, I think there's a lot of good ones there. Um, one, one that I that I think could happen though, like could happen soon, would be uh, maybe like a I don't know, like a Matt Riddle Pete Dunn match. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and with uh, there's some talks that Pete Dunn might be moving to NXT as opposed to NXT UK, mm-hmm. so that could happen mm-hmm. soon. So. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Or um, here's another one. Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Daniel Bryan. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. That'd be... Students of the game. That'd be that'd be delicious. Yeah. Uh, delicious yeah. is a good word. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would absolutely love to see uh, that, that match, especially if Daniel Bryan's still like the smarmy heel Daniel mm-hmm. Bryan, like oh, the yeah. new Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. Even though great. he dropped his title, I, I want him to be that. Mm-hmm. I want him to stay in that character. I, I love it. Hopefully, love we it. hopefully we see him again soon. Yeah, um, that just about does it for us, ladies and gentlemen. But I I think you might be hearing from us again sometime soon. Very soon. Very soon. One could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, keep on the lookout for us again. Um, uh, if you haven't yet done this already, please go ahead and hit that subscribe button right at the, up at the top of your screen there. Yep. Uh, whether it's iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or YouTube, hit that subscribe button so that you can stay in touch with us for more great wrestling content. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, definitely make sure to also leave us a star rating or go ahead and give us some feedback on what you think of the show. Or a trout rating. Or a trout rating for that matter yeah, we can do that if wishes were fishes yeah we, you know, we, we want to know what you think in terms of fish yeah. here ladies and gentlemen um also don't forget mm-hmm. uh twitter make sure you uh follow that's what it is right yeah you yeah. follow people on yeah twitter. make sure you follow us on twitter uh yeah. for updates uh, yes. as well we're, we're finally getting to a point where we have some pretty exciting things planned yeah. soon uh so if you guys want to stay in touch not necessarily with 
our show, but what yeah. we're doing behind the scenes. Uh, definitely go on Twitter for that mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, we have, we have approximately 660 of you guys on Twitter who follow us, and we appreciate everything that you guys do. So thank you for for following us and staying in touch with us. We absolutely love you guys for listening. Yes, sir. Um, uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, again, it's at Headlock Talk. Again, at Headlock Talk on Twitter. Uh, or you can almost always uh, email in to us, especially when we have these mailbag sections here, or if you just have a general question for us. I think most of our mailbags have been from Twitter, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But, but we're, we're always welcome to them on the email as well. Yeah, it's uh, headlocktalk at gmail.com. You can catch us there. Uh, but yes, we are available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, so hit us up there, ladies and gentlemen. Let us know what you think. We've got a lot of wrestling to watch. We've got, like I said, the Super Strong Style 16 tournament to follow, the Best of Super Juniors tournament. We've got uh, Money in the Bank this month and Double or Nothing this month. So <laughs> lots, of, lots of wrestling, Steve. Lots Steven. of wrestling. Oh, uh, Double or Nothing's going to be so good. It's going to be great. Ah, yeah, I'm yes. super excited. Uh, do you have anything else for us today, Stephen? I don't think so. Stay tuned, guys. Stay, Stay tuned. tuned. We got some stuff. Yeah, we've got some. We got some big things coming your way here. We hope you guys really enjoy. Once again, my name's Tanner, and to my right here, the one, the only, Mr. Stephen Grudy. Thanks for listening, guys. Later, y'all. Later, y'all. Because I use CoverGirl Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation, America's number one anti-aging foundation brand. Simply Ageless is skincare and makeup in one. It instantly reduces the look of wrinkles and even skin tone. With hyaluronic complex and vitamin C for plump skin and a healthy youthful glow. So be a CoverGirl like me. And me. And get better skin at any age. Try Simply Ageless Liquid Foundation from easy, breezy, beautiful CoverGirl. Zenni's Blocks lenses help to protect the eyes by keeping harmful blue light out. Because they're virtually clear, add blocks to any Zenni frame for stylish, all-day protection. Get a complete pair of prescription or non-prescription Blocks glasses starting at just $24. Protect your eyes now at Zenni.com.